What's up, my friends? Welcome to The Beautiful Mess, where we talk about tools and tactics to improve your life. I'm your host, Paul Dittis, a content creator, YouTuber, and podcaster, and loving having you on this show. Uh, welcome. And so, just to give you an update, I've been working on that 40-book goal of, yeah, reading 40 books. And basically, uh, to give you a little bit of update, I am at 30 of 40, just 10 away, and we're halfway through the year, so I am feeling pretty good about hitting that goal of reading 40 books. Uh, Super excited about that. Uh, What else? What else is happening? Um, You know, life life is good. Um, It's a beautiful mess sometimes. You know, it's full of ups and downs and sideways and everything in between. Um, But here we are. This is episode 32 uh, 32, what do we do? We, we keep on going. We keep on diving in. Um, so welcome. So, uh, one of the most recent books that I read was called Barking Up the Wrong Tree. I believe it's actually behind me. One of the orange, orange books. If you're watching, I'm trying to point to a pile of books. Uh, so yeah, it's one of those orange books back there. Uh, you can watch this on YouTube, Facebook, and Spotify, if that's something that you're into. Um, And so Barking Up the Wrong Tree, it's a very fascinating read. Basically, (laughs) the author's name, if you can believe it, is actually Eric Barker. I am guessing that's like a a stage name, but I could be wrong. Maybe that's his real name. I, it's funny, the author, I remember reading his, I think he has like a newsletter. I would read his newsletter uh, I think back when I was in college and uh, it was a fascinating read. What I like about it is he usually takes some scientific facts, uh, some things like best practices or things that you can change that have scientifically shown that if you do these things, uh, you know, you're more likely to X, Y, and Z. You know, it's it's like if you want to improve your life, this was a great um Thing. And the stories that he tells, um, it was a fascinating read by all means. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in a book about some, I don't know, interesting facts about life and ways to live a better life, then definitely check out Eric Barker's Barking Up the Wrong Tree. Uh, enjoyable read, to be certain. Um, and then one of the other things, so I'll, I'll dive a little bit into that book as well as Cal Newport, I've read at least, I think, two of his books, or I'm at least working on one. Um, I've, I've read one and then working on another. He's got Digital Minimalism, and then what is the other one? Oh, man, it's killing me. Usually it's it's something about, let's see, I'll look it up for you. Cal Newport, Deep Work. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, basically... The premise of deep work is that like a lot of times, um, you know, today we're, we're doing very shallow work. It's not very meaningful or I don't know. It's like you're doing like work that's surface level. And what he's saying is that like deep work is work that like you really have to put in the time and, um, 
like devote yourself and it will pay off. It'll reap dividends. And he's saying that there's a uh, scarcity. That's like something that's scarce in the market. And so the value of deep work is uh, very important. And so he kind of dives into that in that book. And then digital minimalism is also really a fascinating read. Basically, he talks about how, um, you know, we can use technology for advantage and, you know, some of the things to be concerned about or look out for um, and how to, you know, navigate that and while living a deep and meaningful life and getting deep work done, something like that. Yeah, go read the book. It's much better than me trying to sum it up um so yeah that's something else um well yeah i wasn't actually going to talk about the book i was going to talk about his the einstein principle and what that is uh basically he goes into this um kind of discusses how einstein um was i guess he probably was a proponent of deep work uh but in particular he talks about how um, Einstein would just like kind of dedicate himself to like certain projects and he, he kind of, uh, he doesn't say less, but better, but I mean, the ideas that he talks about is very much less, but better idea. Um, and basically it's the article is called, and I'll try to link it in the show notes for you. It's called the Einstein principle accomplish more by doing less. So less, but better. Hey, He's my guy. Um, Basically, like the main premise is that we're most productive when we focus on fewer or a small number of projects which we can devote a large amount of attention to. Um, Again, like in this distracted age, that's, you know, a hot commodity because it's very limited. uh, Our focused time, our focused energy. Uh, So, very very valuable um so i think that's um something to keep in mind is if like you're looking at your schedule and your life and you just feel like you're not getting anywhere maybe consider like are you really honing in on those things that are most important to you uh so we'll we'll dive into that as well so those are two ideas um some from barking up the wrong tree and the other is the Einstein principle. Um, so first kind of like the Einstein and it's, sorry, sorry, the, um, barking up the wrong tree. Um, one of the ideas that he had in there that I really liked was this idea of being a satisficer, satisficer. Um, this idea that good enough is better than like the maximizer principle where like you're trying to maximize, um, you know, making the best choice. And what they found is that people were happier or got more out of their decisions when they just were okay with good enough instead of having to get the absolute, absolute best. And I am so much guilty of the maximizer I, like mentality where it's like, I want the best of the best. Um, but instead, it, it, what this is basically saying is that good enough is actually better better than maximizer. So be a, be a satisficer and not a maximizer. I think that's the long and short of it. Um, and then the other 
thing that I thought was really fascinating is he talks about this idea of don't be a picker, be a chooser. And what this is, is like in modern life, oftentimes we're given paths to follow. Like if I want to be a doctor, I do this, 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 and I end up being a doctor, make money and whatnot. But what he's saying is that don't just narrow your vision to just like what the world presents you because the world will often say like, Hey, you can do this thing. You can do that thing. Um, but instead it's like, you want to make a plan, uh, and then just go after it. Um, one of the fascinating, I mean, he's got plenty of fascinating examples, but he talks about Genghis Khan and how he wasn't necessarily like the most, um, intelligent or the most, um, you know, well to do, but what he did was he made a plan and he kind of, um, realized like, okay, in order for me to get this objective, I need to do these things. And so he, he made a plan and he, he chose what he was going to do. Um, and then he would alternate his plan as he needed to. And one of the fascinating stories is like he would utilize his resources as well as he could. So there's this one time where there's this archer and he shot Genghis Khan's horse, supposedly. And Genghis Khan decided, you know, they captured this guy that shot his horse and he was like, I'm going to make you a general. And so uh, he used these resources uh, to the best of his ability. And, you know, he would adapt his plan as he needed Um and he, you know, he, he made use of the resources. Like he knew that, you know, his people were really good at riding horses and, you know, they used that to their advantage and being very swift and would, you know, go and, uh, take out the enemy in, in a way. And it's fascinating because a lot of modern military supposedly use, you know, the same exact tactics that Genghis Khan used, um, so it just shows that like he he was actually pretty pretty uh i don't know innovative with with the resources that he had and so like are we like Genghis Khan are we making choices uh that are for the best um for our life um and so like yeah choose and design your life on purpose um and so the other thing is to keep in mind is that like modern life needs boundaries. So unlike way back when with Genghis Khan was there and like you could only compare yourself to your tribe or the people in your vicinity. Now we can go online and we can compare ourselves to the, you know, piano prodigy. We can compare ourselves to people uh, playing chess at a high level. You, you have all these people that you can compare yourself to. And this is the problem is that it now becomes really hard for you to become, feel like you're achieving something because if you always compare yourself against like the top rung, you know, you're probably going to get discouraged. And so I think that's where it's like, you almost need to set a little bit of a boundaries. Like maybe I'm not going to look beyond a certain, you know, area uh, or maybe I'm going to focus in on this particular section, you know, of your life so that you're not just looking at the broadness of the world 
and getting overwhelmed, but instead you're going to be like Genghis Khan and you're going to look at your resources right in front of you and you're going to say, hey, this is um, what I can do to live a more meaningful life. This is what I can do to, um, I don't know, like define achievement because um, if you look at the world, the world's going to give you all different kinds of achievement metrics. And so you, you really have to design your life and decide what look achievement looks like. Because if you just adopt what, you know, maybe your neighbor says is achievement, that's like pain and misery to you. And you don't want pain and misery, do you? Um, so yeah, be a satisficer and don't be a picker, be a chooser. Choose your direction in life and uh, yeah, take take ownership of it. Don't just let it happen to you. Um, oh, a little side note. Did you know that distractions make you stupid? Um, that's this is like a quote that I just took out of the book. And like, basically they found that working in noisy environments uh, lowers your functionality of um, like your brain power, basically. So maybe try to work in a quiet environment if you are able to. Um, yeah. And try to maybe set aside an hour to two and a half hours, you know, or like but maybe like an hour that you can like really get good work done and try to see like what time of day is good for you. Typically speaking, I believe they said, uh, or Eric Barker said in his book that two and a half to three hours after you wake up is your like best performance uh, when your brain is the sharpest. And then the Cal Newport, the Einstein principle, this is just fascinating stuff. Um, so again, yeah, the, idea, the main overarching idea is that you can accomplish more by doing less. And by doing less, he means less projects, kind of like you're focusing in and putting in deep work on the things that truly are going to move the needle on your most important tasks. And one of the things that he talks about within the article, which you can read, uh, is this productivity purge. And so that what that does, it helps you focus on those important tasks and remove the weeds of those less important ones that are distracting and eating up your time. Uh, he talks about in modern life how there are distractions and we try to be the maximizer. We try to, um, you know, maybe have a YouTube channel, have a podcast, have a blog, have all these different things, um, or just, I don't know, they could be something completely different for you. Um, but what he talks about is this productivity garden that you have to tend. And so he has this productivity purge and I, I tried to do it before the show just to kind of get a feeling for it. Um, it's kind of fascinating. So he, he kind of recommends, writing out three columns where you have a professional extracurricular and personal as the headers. And then under that, you're going to write out all of your active projects. And then once you do that, you'll kind of star the two or so most important projects in each of those columns, uh, your professional extracurricular and personal. And then after that, you want to look and see what are the things left and if there are things that you can wrap up in the next week or three weeks, then, you know, kind of 
write that down. And so those are going to be the things that you're going to just like work on real quick and just remove them out of the way. Uh, and then maybe there's things on the list that you can cross off completely. Like there's nothing, no consequence of you not completing them. And in fact, like it'll be much better if you don't, because then you can put all your energy and time into the more important tasks. And, um, yeah, so that that's always good is like when you can dedicate your time and energy because like in the, at the end of the day, it's like where you spend your time, energy, money, and effort, like it, once you put that all together towards a cause, uh, then you're going to move a lot further than you would otherwise. I, I love this imagery that um, Sean West has in his book, Overlap of this like beach. And on the beach, there are like eight campfires. And there's this guy who's trying to keep all of those eight alive. And he's just running around like going crazy. But then there's um, a different scenario where he's just tending that one fire. And then he builds it into this big bonfire. And then he can finally go to the next one without having to feel like he has, he's like running around trying to keep them all alive. He's like, I'm going to make one really, you know, big fire that's going to be self-sustaining, you know, for a while so he can actually work on another fire. But when you spread yourself too thin, you can't really do much well, um, unless they're kind of related to each other and they can help. Um, and, and the other thing I want to stress is that you can end up spending a lot of time on something and get nowhere. So what you want to do is on that maybe one or two areas that are very important to you is put an intentional practice in whatever that looks like for you, where if it's a skill, you're not merely just going through the motions and just, you know, week after week, just doing the same thing, not seeing any changes because what is that? Like when you repeat something uh, and you get the same result and you keep doing that, it's like the definition of insanity or something. Um, so don't be insane, uh, be sane. And uh, yeah, if there's something that you're working towards, just be sure to um, maybe as you go, like realize what can I do to make this better? It can be as simple as that, like just, or like, make notes after you finish something and say like, Hey, I did this this way. It could be so much better if I do this, this, and this, or maybe you focus on one aspect of what you're doing. And maybe you do some repetitions, put in some practice on the, that particular part of what you're doing. And that way, um, you'll, you'll just see improvement as you go along and you're not just mindlessly, you know, putting, putting time and energy into something, um, because you can do that too and end up not getting anywhere. So that's, that's my uh, recommendations to you. So be a satisficer. Good enough is good enough. Don't feel like you have to overachieve, be a perfectionist. Um, because in the end, making a decision for something or doing something and getting it done is often more important than making it perfect. And also the Einstein principle might be something that you try out. Maybe it works great for you. Maybe not take or leave whatever seems to work for you. But 
Uh, it's a fascinating idea where basically you kind of go through your productivity garden and weed out those things that aren't working or are distracting you from the more important things and you can become like Einstein. And not to say that Einstein was a perfect human being. Um, I've, I've read his biography and uh, it's quite fascinating. Um, I, I still have a little ways to go to finish it, um, but very interesting man. And obviously he's made some great accomplishments, um, but sometimes at a cost. Um, but yeah, maybe uh, another time, another story. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in to The Beautiful Mess and making The Messy Fam what it is. I truly appreciate all of you. Um, if you wouldn't mind, like, rate, review, all that fun stuff, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, we're there. And if you know of anyone that wants to be part of The Messy Fam, be sure to sh- share this with them and welcome them into The Messy Fam. Uh, well, that's all, folks. Till next time. Stay messy.